What is up, everybody? This week, I talked to my good friend, Drew Schaefer. He is a creative, living, breathing Swiss Army knife. He and I go real deep into the creative process. I'm really excited about this episode, so let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Creators Therapy Podcast. This week, I am talking to my dude, Drew Schaefer. He's an art director, a designer. The man is a living, breathing Swiss Army knife, creatively speaking. And I'm just super excited uh, to get into it with him. So, Drew, what's up, man? Thanks what's going for on, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the invite. Love it. I'm super excited. Yeah, this has been great. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a fun day just kind of chat about things. And um, I mean, I, I have hope to pass on what little knowledge I do have, but. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I think you will. I mean, we've, we've been, um, Drew and I have been hanging out a little bit before we started recording and, um, you know, just chopping it up with some donuts and some coffee. And Oh, it's a great way to start a day. Oh, the best way. Get some I sprinkles, think. some chocolate. Right. Coffee. Yeah. Oh man! So, uh, like I was saying, Drew is uh, you're you're uh, like I said, you're a living, breathing Swiss Army knife, creatively speaking. So, so to speak, yeah, yeah. So, to <laughs> speak. so I mean, like, give us a little bit of like, what do you do? Kind of tell us what a little bit about you. We'll get into origin story stuff here in a second, but like, you do so much. So, well, I try to, you know, give and take. I think uh, my my background's in graphic design. Yeah. Um, also studied photography. So those are kind of the first two things um, I would put on the list. But graphic design can be a pretty broad umbrella. And so uh-huh. uh, from branding to web design to um, social media um, product, uh, it's, a, it's a full gambit. And uh, I think I... Uh, I just like to dabble in uh, all of that stuff and try to do as much of it as I can. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, I mean, I, you you get to work with, uh, you get to do some pretty incredible projects. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had some pretty incredible opportunities in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and just super blessed to to work with some of the biggest brands out there. And so, it's uh, it's been exciting. It's been super challenging, but it's, uh, gosh, it it's really fulfilling to kind of just see, see some of that work come to fruition and like be like just have the opportunity to work with some of those brands. It's been, yeah, cool. yeah, definitely. So, I mean, let's, let's just get straight into it today. We are talking about a little bit about the creative process, which is something that drew is, is very, very familiar with. I'm definitely very familiar with it. I'm sure you listening, uh, maybe you've thought about your creative process and, and have it down to a T maybe, uh, you don't know what in the world we're talking about and so this will be some really good uh some really good information for you i'm gonna be honest with you and tell you that i thought it came down to a few principles and and that's just kind of how you follow along your rule book but i'm but if if that's if you're like me if that's how you've been thinking about it be ready to get your mind blown um it's gonna be awesome so but first though dude we are all about origin story we're all about getting to know who you are where you where you came from and how that has made you into the person you are today so tell us a little bit about like how you came to be 
you right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways I could start this story. Definitely. Uh, I have a bit of a rebellious side, so I could tell you about being the youngest brother and you know, blowing things up in the backyards or getting chased around with paintball guns, but oh, that doesn't that doesn't really pour into my creative <laughs> side, I guess. Uh, but that's that's textbook younger brother. Oh, 100%, dude. Uh, the, the amount of stitches, bruises, bloody noses, oh, uh, it's countless. But um, no, I grew up in an amazing family. Yeah. And um, creative and maybe not the most like liberal arts uh, sense where we're artists and, mm-hmm. you know, painters but we were definitely a musical family mm-hmm. uh grew up taking piano lessons both my older brothers uh took piano lessons my o- oldest brother ended up probably being the most musical um but we all did music in school and band okay. marching band and uh you know jazz and symphonic and orchestra all that jazz did you ever spell oh, out anything stuff. on the field in marching band oh uh you know <laughs> It was mostly organic, abstract shapes. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Being amoeba on the field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Band was great. Uh, formed some of the best relationships in my life. But c- came to find out I wasn't really that good. <laughs> actually kind of sucked. But it was fun, and uh, uh, it was creative in its own sense. I actually, oh, yeah. I loved... Uh, I, I was a drummer, so I, I played jazz drum set, and that's some something that I still kind of wish I would have explored a little bit more and did uh-huh. did a little bit further. But it it was kind of where I started in in like a creative sense. I'd always been a doodler as well. Um, oh yeah, you know, in class I wouldn't pay attention. I'd sit there and sketch in my book and use those lines and that do was all that kind of stuff. But I always told teachers that's how I listen the best. Like yeah, hundred no, percent. You need me to draw because otherwise I won't retain. You're engaged in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember we used to do this. Uh, you know, tracing back even before the the band stuff. I was in this after school program called Gate, and it okay. was gifted and talented education. Ah, like, yeah. So uh, we called it GT. GT. What was that? Gifted and talented. Yeah, but only like the. It, it like seemed to me like only the attractive kids could be in I, GT. I know. I it, I felt so. I, in <laughs> retrospect, I feel so bad for like everyone else that didn't get to experience this. But yeah. we were making after school vaca- like volcanoes and like yeah. constellation tents and stuff. Like everyone should experience. Oh that yeah, stuff. no. I mean, there's some really cool stuff that happens there. Absolutely. But, but I remember every it was every Wednesday and mm-hmm. before the like the class session kicked off. We would just have pens and pencils and like it was a creative 30 minutes. And I'd always draw, <laughs> me and a couple other kids, we'd draw cars. Oh, but yeah. Then we'd outfit all the cars with like missiles and machine guns. Like, Perfect. You know, it was something out of Mad Max. Uh-huh. But every Wednesday, we'd see who could come up with the most BA car yeah. in the hypothetical end of the world battle. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So, again, like always a doodler. Um Got into the design graphic stuff. Uh, I botched uh, an audition like junior, senior year in high school and kind of got pushed into another art, uh, another creative elective. And I mm-hmm. ended up choosing art, uh, which was just a 101 class. I was a senior, junior with a bunch of freshmen. So it was, it was a wild class, but I just really connected with the teacher. It's kind of like this John Malkovich kind of guy, just <laughs> really quirky, uh, but just really empowered this creative side of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I made like this paper mache 
moose like trophy bust head oh wow it was massive and I, I hung it in my parents garage but the face of it wasn't a moose it was like a like a human face it was weird <laughs> but it, it was art and it was like the first chance like somebody empowered me to be creative with gotcha. some of those skills um that kind of rolled over into some like computer creative classes and mm -hmm. um graphic design for the first time in in high school yeah and i didn't really know i wanted what i wanted to study in college so um you know i'd thrown out a few random like oh business or you know uh just general ed and then i sure. just started saying okay well maybe I, I should focus on graphic design in college and had some art school opportunities didn't end up taking them but i ended up going to cal poly pomona mm -hmm. which in the long run was probably so much better because you get this much broader general ed and then uh, that school is not particularly known for their design program but some of the most talented designers I know have still come from that school. Yeah. So it's, it was a really great experience. Yeah. What did you, I mean, like you went to, you went to Cal Poly Pomona, which are around here, uh, like you said, not, not, not very well known for its, its graphic designer, like art school department, that sort of thing. Well, not that it's not well known. You're, you're just in a sea of other art schools. Gotcha. Yeah. It's LA. So we've got, it's in LA. So we've got, you know, Otis Art Center, uh, all the art institutes. We've got USC, US, UCLA. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure there's other schools that would love a shout out, but sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's just oversaturated, right? Yeah. And it's in a creative city. We've mm -hmm. got entertainment and, uh, you know, um, now all this new tech down here. So it's, a, it's just an oversaturated area. Yeah. And so when you think of a creative school, you don't automatically think of Cal Poly Pomona. Right. They were known for their architecture and engineering and that stuff. So um, I went to school with my best friend, and that was probably the highlight that we, he and I got to do college together. We lived abroad in Australia for a year. Oh, that's so cool. So I got, you know, at that point, I'd already declared graphic design. So I got to see graphic design being taught on the other side of the world and kind of their more uh, industry approach to it. Okay. Um, so good. And my senior year was probably the most refining period of kind of that early graphic graphic design discovery mm -hmm. um just had some really great professors that kind of poured into me and uh still kind of keep some of their bits of wisdom oh yeah uh, yeah yeah so so that's cool so you went you went into uh went for you finally declared graphic design right uh, and then and then graduated in that um so what what did you want to do coming out of college like what, what did you kind of see for yourself as like career work yeah, and like like I said, uh, some of those professors had poured some some little bits of knowledge into me, which yeah. I, I've kept it. And one of those was that the professor, one of the professors said, uh, you know, jump around, explore, mm -hmm. uh, figure out your place in this kind of wild west world of design and creativity. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of something I've kept with me because it's what I have did then and what I do now. Um, and so, yeah, when I first started, I was just kind of exploring shops. I'd stay there for six months to a year. Um, and it just ranged from different types of, of brands or different industries, uh, different genres. Yeah, you've kind of been like all over the map a little bit, right? Yeah, like a little bit. Um, and I've enjoyed that because it, it just kind of pushes my creative boundaries and challenges. So, yeah, yeah I mean, from music promotion, uh, event production, branding, nonprofit, social media, uh, production from photography, video. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's been great concept art. Yeah. Illustration. Yeah. 
I know you've gotten to work on on some on some pretty big projects. Um, so, I mean, any any of those stand out to you? Any of those are your favorites or yeah? Like that? I mean, uh, I've like I said earlier, I've just been so privileged to work with some of these really big brands. Yeah. Um, there there's some brands that uh, I know a lot of people might dream to work on, yeah. and gosh, uh, I've worked for uh, worked with um, Nike, Red Bull. Toyota. I mean, I could, the list could go on, the name oh, dropping yeah. could go on. Sure. I, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And, <laughs> right. But the ones that kind of stick out are the ones that I feel pushed me, um, the most, mm-hmm. um, to create something unique and also to keep me hungry to find more projects like that. Right. Yeah. So, uh, it did a really cool branding project with, um, Disney and, uh, Lucasfilm, which is like a, a whole Star Wars branding Star project. Star Wars? Yeah. So like that. That's awesome. Some of this stuff has been like, uh, they're dream projects, right? Like yeah. not very many people get to brand a Star Wars project. And oh, that was yeah. like, and I got that, my jaw just dropped. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that is crazy. Um, yeah. I, I've done some product design stuff. I uh, designed a shoe. It was like a kind of a shoe design that got produced by Merrill. Um, and went on the market uh, this last holiday season, and that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, to, to hold something in your hand that you've you know, designed and then got sold. I think they had like fifteen, twenty thousand units, and oh, they're wow. sold out. So it's like crazy to think that that many people now have a piece of yeah something I created. Yeah, like you're in fifteen to twenty thousand people's different closets right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm always there. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> that's super <laughs> creepy. You should get definitely cut that part. <laughs> But that, but that's super cool. So yeah, you've, I mean, yeah. you've yeah, you've been all over the map, getting to work on a bunch of really cool projects. I mean, this sounds like a very uh, sexy career you're into. Yeah, it's fun, right? Um, yeah. I when I was doing a lot of like the photography, social media production stuff. Uh, I mean, I was traveling a lot. Um, any yeah. any opportunity, I think people dream of uh, being paid to travel, and yeah, that's kind of what I got to do for about two years. And it was international travel, jumping from Germany to, um, yeah, all over the U.S. It's pretty so cool. cool. And and running, running, gunning with Nike athletes and stuff. So it's yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh man. I I mean I just, I just think about how many of us like we're if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking like oh my gosh like I, I want to do exactly that like what well, I mean you've got to have a certain mentality about it though like you've you've got to you can't just kind of stumble into this, right? Like you've got to really be. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes and no. I mean, yeah. I, I count myself lucky. Yeah. Cause I mean, it could have gone a hundred million different ways. Right. Sure. But I was also extremely proactive mm-hmm. in going after work like this. Yeah. Uh, my senior year in college, uh, a guest lecturer pulled a couple of us outside of the classroom and said, you're in LA, you're in a saturated market where you're up against students from Art Center who have connections and they're going to get looped right into these big companies like Disney and Warner Brothers and Universal, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, the only difference, like you guys are all on the same level of creativity as these people. The only difference is you're going to have to fight a little bit harder to get into those. And so that made me realize, great, like, okay, this is what I'm up against. Yeah. And then fast forward maybe a couple of weeks later when I had a, a, like a mock interview kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And... uh professor looked at my book and just said wow you, you can you have a full range of abilities here and that's where i kind of triggered oh I, I should market myself as a swiss army knife 
So those are two two things that I kind of went into the job market thinking like, I I have a bit of a wall to climb, but I also have this ability to kind of say yes to anything. Yeah. Um, so that's what kind of did, right? Like when, when a client would come to me or when a creative director would come to me with a project and I didn't quite know how to do it, I'd either be transparent and say, I don't know, but I will figure it out. Or I would just say yes and then mm-hmm. figure it out kind of on the back end, right? <laughs> just fake it till you make it. That is the motto of my life, <laughs> right? I mean, I have found myself in, in board meeting rooms with high up people and I think to myself, how in the heck did yeah. I get here? And I just got to keep this face on for now. Oh, oh, especially with something like Star Wars, right? Like, like. Luckily, those were all phone calls. I didn't oh, have to okay, actually interface you. with many people. Yeah, but, <laughs> but still, was like, I'm just thinking right now. I'm just like, if someone, if like J.J. Abrams called me up, or like the, you know, sure. whoever headed up that department called me up and was like, all right, I'm gonna need your services on this project. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, right. Like you kind of you you hit this stall. Right? Yeah. You're like, uh, but then, then you kind of have to take a step back and realize that they value you for something. Mm, yeah. You wouldn't be on that phone call if they didn't value. Right. So then how do you step up to that value? Um, that's, 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 that that kind of comes into to writer's block, which I think we'll speak about in a minute. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely something you face. No, I think, I think you're exactly right though. I mean, we, that's, that's something that we have to, it, I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a creative to have, to need to, uh, this reminder, but that we have to remember that we are up to the challenge right Right. like like we've been we're capable sure even even when we never even whenever we don't think we are so yeah absolutely so we're talking about a a little bit about the creative process and i know for myself i have typically i well i i did a video a few months ago where i talked about like these are five things to kind of uncover your creative process so some of that involved like fleshing out the idea running it back to people, accepting criticism of, you know, cause obviously like we think most of our ideas are pretty good in some sense or like we get, maybe we have one creative idea and we get fired up about it. We're like, all right, this is the best thing ever. And then if we run it by a few people, you know, and they don't like it, then we've got to kind of go back, you know, don't be afraid to go back to the drawing board. Right. Um, but I love, I'd love to hear some of your insight about the creative, your creative process um and then just how that because you are a swiss army knife like how that translates into different fields and different applications yeah um more often than not like when whether it's a creative brief or um just initial steps of creative development um my first step is uh an unload kind Mm -hmm. of a, a dumping of information yeah right so that's initial thoughts and um sketches that's just ideas that kind of pop up as soon as i kind of hear details yeah uh, i need to start unloading a lot of that information and jotting it down in a place that's safe so that when i move on to the next phases uh i'm not carrying that added weight mm-hmm. i can kind of feel free from what's already on my mind to to take on more and so my process is pretty modular in a sense that uh and it has to be based on whatever the project may be, right? Because not every client or not every project I take is a web design project. So I don't have like a specific dialed in process. Um, I might have a web design project this week and next week I might be doing some creative development for a social campaign. And then the following week doing like boards for um, an animation piece. So 
there's beats like pretty big beats within my process that I, I don't skip. And then there's the gray area in between that kind of matches whatever the, the medium is. Mm. And so definitely that unloading phase is, uh, how we start most projects. And then, um, there's gray area and then I jump into like a discovery phase mm. and that's the exploration. That's the inspiration. That's, you know, Pinterest boards and Behance and Dribble and YouTube and uh, Reddit. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's the internet. It's the dark side of the internet. Then it's libraries and looking at books and not the dark <laughs> I just, side. I just side. thought of the dark side of the internet. <laughs> I, I don't go to the dark side. Well, it depends. Sometimes I have to, but... Uh, like on a Star Wars project? Yeah. <laughs> You're full circle there. Yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it's, it's downloading information, right? Yeah. It, it's reading and listening to music, watching yeah. videos, watching films. It is that full processing. Um, obviously, it's something that's in the same vein of whatever the project is because mm-hmm. you might have your preconceived ideas, but then you have to intake what else is out there in the world and yeah. start kind of shaping what other people are, you know, putting out and um, downloading as well. Yeah. So that discovery phase is pretty important. And sometimes that's quick. Sometimes that's, you know, a day. Um, sometimes it's weeks and weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of speak into that a little bit, because I, I think some of us get bogged down with, we're, we're very, I don't, I don't know about other world cultures necessarily in this sense, but I know in, in our, in like an American culture, right? We, we get, we're really obsessed with time frame like sure. and the length of time that something takes and kind of speak into that. You said like it, you know, this discovery phase could, we're, we're only on what step two or three of, of what your general principles are of the, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe out of four. Right. <laughs> right. So, but I mean, when you say like, okay, I need, you know, for one project or another, it may take you a couple of days and for another project, it may take you more than that. Yeah. So can, can you kind of speak into that a little bit? Just the length of projects and like yeah, some of that process. Why that. it's yeah. different. Yeah. Oh, I mean, client demands always, mm-hmm. um, client, client requests, excuse me. <laughs> uh, no, the demands of, of, uh, especially in a social, uh, marketplace, right. Or yeah. social media marketplace that, that stuff happens very fast. Yeah. Um, but then brand new projects kind of take kind of weeks and months to develop something that will be sustainable and survive in mm-hmm. a pretty hostile branding world. So, uh, yeah, that can take a long time. And in that time, yeah, you can kind of get stalled up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think creative block is a pretty natural step of this whole, of this whole process. Right. Okay. And so, um, I personally just accept the fact that that's going to be there. Every project's going to have creative block. Um, oh, okay, wait. So you're, because I, I think this is something that everybody needs to pay attention to, because you're saying that creative, that creative block, you're already anticipating it. Like it's already going to be part of the process. Hundred percent. Like, you, you don't fool yourself into thinking it's not going to be there. Oh shoot! <laughs> I, you have to. I, I think otherwise you're comfortable. You're creating in a comfortable place that you're going to get something that looks comfortable and it's going to feel comfortable mm-hmm. and it's not pushing any kind of creative boundaries. Mm. Um, granted, I, I'm i comfortable a lot of times and I create <laughs> in that comfortable zone because sure. sometimes you have to make some sacrifices, right? Mm. But to the stuff that I'm most proud of is the stuff where I've kind of faced those creative block challenges and then like really pushed myself. 
so things like writer's block, like that's that's not an indictment on who you are as a creative. No, I don't think so. It shouldn't be. Some yeah. people it is. Um, and I mean, I've been in a place too where I've like really been down on myself, really upset yeah. with myself with not being able to solve something, right? Yeah. But it's healthy to take a step back, realize <laughs> most of this creative stuff, creative stuff is not, you know, going to end world problems. It's not. <laughs> it's yeah. the, re- the reality that these are pretty minute things. Yeah. But, uh, it's also the ability to shelf some of those things that aren't working. I've, I've said this to myself, if it's not going to roll, I'm going to stop push it, pushing it. Mm. Like uh, too often we get stuck on an idea. That's this baby in our head that we just, we want it to work so bad, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not rolling. Mm. And so you have to just push it aside and say, it might work. I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to go test something out. Yeah. So, uh, like, cause I, I know, and I get, and I guess indictment's a strong word, right? Like, I, but I know that f- for us, um, or for people in general, like if we run into, a, a um, some people call it a speed bump, okay. we call it writer's block or creative block. Like we, we, we automatically think like, okay, I can't do this then. Right. And so there's this like spiraling effect that happens. Right. And so like, there's that whole process of like, this is terrible then I must be terrible. And so everything I do is terrible. Right, right. right. <laughs> and, and you're saying if you, you've got to accept that the block is part of the process and, and almost ignore that, like avoid that. Spir- if you have, if you accept it, then you almost avoid the spiral then. No, no, you don't, you don't, ex- you don't avoid it. You just ride it. <laughs> right. Right. You ride it out. And, yeah. uh, and in writing it, you'll probably find a solve. Or you'll probably find an uh, alternative route that you weren't expecting. Yeah. Um, there's, a, you know, a, a Don Draper quote on something. I'm going to botch it, but it's along <laughs> the lines of think about it deeply and then forget it and it will come to you. Mm. Um, I, I find myself, you know, stuck on something. I'll forget about it and I'll kind of do something else. I'll, I'll go exercise. I'll go, you know, cook. I'll go work on my house and, mm-hmm. and then bits and pieces start kind of leaking back to me. Um, that's one, that's one way, but I've, I've also, you know, I have found myself in that dark spiral of like, I'm not good enough. This isn't, Mm. this isn't for me or I need to step out of this project. And that kind of moves me into like one of the other phases of my process, which is experimentation. Mm -hmm. Um, test something new. Like even if it doesn't seem logical, throw it at the wall and see if it sticks because if yeah. it doesn't you test something else yeah and experimentation isn't just like this breaking out of writer's block it's once you find an idea too you have to experiment with it and kind of develop it and see if it will survive in whatever place it may live mm-hmm. after that mm-hmm. yeah so so I'm, and i and i only i ask those questions for you guys because I, I want y'all to to really hone in on this because i think I think you're right. Like this is not something like the writer's block or the creator's block is not something to be uh, treated as like a, like a problem. It's an asset. Right. And it's, if you ride that wave, like you do come out of the other side, like, like with something maybe a bit different than you anticipated, but something really, really good. Right. And so it's something to, uh, something to accept, something to ride out, something to that, that uh, you just kind of have to, 
take it as it comes and, and, and accept that it's part of the process. And then, yeah, because creatives are problem solvers, right? Yeah. And a writer's block or any kind of obstacle we find in this process um, is a problem that we have to solve. Yeah. Um, and I think acceptance and knowing that that is just, that is process. That is mm-hmm. the act of process for any creative uh, brief. So, yeah. Yeah. Love that. I think that's awesome. Um, and then in this, ex- like with this, um, I, I like that you point out the experimentation phase, right? Because I know myself as a content creator, that's what a lot of the first few, like if I'm working on a social media brand, like I know that's what a lot of the first maybe 15 to 20 posts are anyway, is just, let's just try a bunch of different ideas, throw it out there and see what kind of engagement or return we get on it. And then we'll get, we'll move closer into like what our, what our brand language or what, you know, what the what the post will be like in the future. Right. So it's a lot of just like throwing mud at the wall and just like hoping it works or wondering if it'll work. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, it's, uh, it's a pretty vital step to, to see, engage. When you experiment with some of this stuff, you start gauging, um, it's reception, right. And Mm -hmm. how, how people are going to engage with it or how, um, if basically if it has wings to fly or mm-hmm. just to sink and sometimes that whole experimentation phase can uh can really tank a lot of your designs or a lot of your your ideas mm-hmm. um, you'll, you'll find yourself kind of that back at that square one right sure and you can spend a lot of creative energy just spinning your wheels and some of this stuff yeah and so uh, this is kind of bordering that line of um writer's block and kind of experimentation but i i learned pretty early in my professional like career that not every project is going to be a portfolio piece and Mm. so you kind of have to gauge how much creative energy to put into it right and Mm -hmm. um so you you mean i shouldn't spend hours on like my business card or my my website maybe right like you have well that's that's a good example right because like which one's gonna yield better reception and more, um, more contacts for you. Right. Or like more engagement. Yeah. Uh, which one's going to be sustainable longer. You might move and change your phone number so you can easily change that on your website, but not so much on your business card. So Mm -hmm. which one do you like want to, and which one can you easily update the website, your business card? So you start gauging which one's a more, uh, valuable asset. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you tell yourself like, well, I can put like half hour into a business card, but then I want to spend a week on my website because I feel like that's a much more important, uh, tool mm-hmm. in, in, in getting new work. Right. So it's, it is, it takes time and kind of, uh, just some experience to learn how to gauge that stuff. I'm still learning, right. It's, yeah. it's perpetually, um, changing that. Oh, definitely. That gauge or that, that scale, but yeah, you have to, uh, you have to do it for your own well being, Right. Mm-hmm. Because creative energy and creative juice, if you will, is just, it's, extremely valuable Mm -hmm. um that's why companies will reach out to you to bring you in to do cool projects because they value that creativity and i this is something i hadn't really um fully appreciated until the last couple years where i realized that people want me to work for them because of that that juice yeah and so um how do i how do i value that juice myself and how do i uh, make sure that it's being allocated in the right places um, to be effective without complete 
completely draining me and just coming home as a shallow, shallow, empty shell of a human being. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so that's really important. And, uh, in that experimentation phase is where you'll gauge how much energy I think, um, you'll need to put into breaking out of that, that writer's block or, mm-hmm. uh, ensuring the success or, um, fruition of, of the project. Yeah. Wow. That's, that is awesome. So I, I love your insight on all of this. Um, and I, and I think there's, there's never enough that we could learn about, well, obviously about ourselves because that's kind of the field that I'm in. Uh, but, but the more we learn about ourselves, I, I think it, it's a, it's a kind of a domino effect, right? Like we, we learn more about how we process things, how we think about things, how we create things. So like our process may, may change or uh, adjust over time, right? So what if I'm just, what what if uh, we got a few listeners out there and they're thinking, you know, I'm just getting, I'm just discovering this whole thing. Like I'm just trying to feel like before I'm just having fun. I didn't know that there was a whole like process to it or maybe I didn't think about it in terms of a process. Mm. How important is a creative process? Well, it's vital to each an individual person, right? And it's mm-hmm. gonna look extremely different across each individual person. Right. And uh, I think it's really important not to size your process up to someone else's. And if you're looking at what you're making and saying, I don't have a process, but you're still making cool stuff, mm-hmm. that's okay. That's yeah. whatever you're doing, it's working, right? Right. Uh, don't psychoanalyze yourself and say, well, I need to go back and, and figure out w- the steps I took and put a label on them. Yeah. Because uh, you're just going to approach the next project with uh, way too much in your own head. And um, it, who knows? Who, who knows how that will work out? But I think uh, the, the process is essential, um, especially if you want to speak into your work and sell your work. Because as soon as people start asking you questions, you're going to have to start explaining how you got there. Mm. Which is, if you're going into any interview, I mean, I've interviewed guys where it's like, hey, this is a really cool concept, like mm-hmm. where to come from. And if they don't have any kind of backup to that, yeah, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> you just see this on the internet or like, do you have a cool story? And you know, yeah. more often than not, people have a concept and that yeah. is process, right? Yeah. So um, I think it just looks different for each person. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to nail down. Like if I don't have a creative process and I'm trying to figure mine out, like it's yeah. hard to nail down what step one should. Maybe there's a general idea. I don't know. Is there is there like a, a hard hard step one to that process? It takes experience, right? Yeah. Like uh, you can't just do one thing and expect to know the, the steps to get there. Right. Um, I didn't know it early in my career. I'm still trying to refine it now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, up until, you know, like when I've been working on my website or my resume or going into interviews is when I really think about it most. Right. Other than that, I don't think about it a whole lot. It's just kind of what comes natural to me. Yeah. Um, but it's important to, mm. to be able to speak into it and to know why you're thinking that way. Yeah. And, um, especially when you're working with brands, you want to be, ex- be able to explain you know the what their product is that you're going to be delivering to them and how you got there i just mm-hmm. think that that journey of of um initial ask to that delivery like how you um 
move from point A to point B is is crucial. And as you're developing that as a young creative, um, take notes, write it down. Like yeah. I've gone back and looked at projects. I've you know look flipped through sketchbooks and like taken pictures. Especially if you're building out a portfolio site, like I want to see the process of how you got to that final logo on your website. Yeah. I don't want her to see the final logo. Right. That's not impressive to me. Yeah, it's not. It's like I want to see the sketches and like where you failed. Mm-hmm. I want to see uh, applications. Like maybe it's just one of those cheesy free mockups. Like what would it look like as a sign like off of the freeway, right? Yeah, Photoshop it in. Like let's see what it looks like. Yeah, and that's experimentation. Maybe it looks terrible. Maybe it's you know we need to see it on a t-shirt instead, right? So that's just that right. experimentation phase and show me. Mm-hmm. I want to see that application and then pick and choose kind of what works best. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. So is the process the same for you in your experience? Has it been the same for you whenever you're doing professional work as it is whenever you're doing passion projects? Like, do you kind of see some of the same steps there? Yeah, I do. Um, That initial kind of unload dump of information, there's like a, I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see steps. I like to see kind of an outline for for the most part of my journey to get to one place to another. Mm-hmm. And so I do that for passion projects. I'll sketch out ideas or I'll jot down just on a notepad um, just some initial concepts. I, yeah. I do this cheesy thing every year for Christmas where I make like a Christmas pinata. <laughs> I have a list of ideas of, you know, like a moose with a human face. Yeah, right. No, one year I did a Christmas <laughs> ham. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. This last year I did a, a Yule log. A Yule log? Yeah, with uh, chestnuts roasting oh, on oh, it. Oh, oh, okay. It was actually, yeah, it was great. <laughs> but I, to do that, like, you know, that did, I didn't, I don't pull that out of thin air. I sure, had to, yeah. I had to like, sketch out what it was going to look like. I yeah. looked up some images on, you know, Dribble, one of these illustration websites. So I had an idea of okay, what I, I know what this is going to look like. How do I achieve it then, right? I need mm-hmm. a source of materials. Okay, Googling what kind of materials to make this. I want to make it look like wood. So I started experimenting with cardboard, right? Start peeling cardboard away. And it sounds like a lot of steps, but maybe unnecessary <laughs> for a Christmas <laughs> gimmicky pinata. Sure. But that was a 100% personal project that I was just kind of tinkering with, right? Yeah. But I do the same thing for my work. Um, just at a grander scale. And yeah. So, um, do you do the same thing with your Halloween costumes too? I do. Yeah. My wife this... and I are really into like really good couples costumes. Yeah. And stuff. They, these, these guys do some of the most insane over the top, like cost. Like I remember one year in high school, it was, it was like a spirit day. So like we, our school did these things like on football game days. Like we're, like for the pep rallies, we'd come to school like and whoever showed the most spirit is, is the one who like yeah, sold yeah, out yeah. the most on their costume <laughs> or whatever. And one day it was like movie character day. So I, I naturally came to school as trying to be like William Wallace. Nice. And I, I bought like the plaid material for a kilt and <laughs> didn't sew it at all together. It was more like, I think at towards the end, it, it kind of came out more like looking like like animal house toga yeah, yeah. situation. Do you have the blue face paint as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. I had, the, I had the face paint and everything, but like I have, I had to like work it all within school dress code as sure. well. So you like, you can take a, you know, five inch sword and 
or right. fi- five foot sword rather. Yeah, couldn't do that. I had to wear a shirt. Like, <laughs> Sorry, <dude. laughs> oh god, you gotta cut that. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, <laughs> but I had to wear like uh, you know I had to wear like a t shirt. Anyway, long story short, it was like the, the the most effort I'd ever put into a costume ever. But it doesn't even come close to what you guys do <laughs> for Halloween. I was or, curious where this was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I kind of got lost in my own story a little bit. No, no, you're good. But like, so I'm just saying like, I tried to dress up as William Wallace one time. Y'all looked better or y'all looked more convincing as the bobsled team for your birthday than yeah. I looked for a spirit day. You go all out, man. <laughs> you know, um, what's it? What's the phrase? Uh go out or go home something like that oh go big or go home there it is go big or go home go big or go home there you go moral of the story <laughs> sorry let's go back to uh <laughs> so um uh no I've... sorry i totally blanked no you're good yeah so we go big or go home when it comes to costumes it's just they're fun right <laughs> yeah, yeah um but i i one thing i like me particularly i have a very high attention to detail mm-hmm. so i don't I don't like to just half do things like it really bugs me when things are just half done <laughs> or just like a 10% effort's been put in. Yeah. Or like night when 90% effort's been put in, when it's just like that extra 10 minutes would give you that extra yeah. 10% to do a hundred. Yeah. And so like, uh, I'm not that way all the time. I mean, like there's some things where I definitely cut corners, but sure. when it comes to creative work or stuff that I'm going to put my name on, yeah, I want that mm-hmm. stuff to look like, as they say in the industry, pixel perfect. So. Mm, yeah. 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 So with, I want to, I want to address some, or kind of go back to one thing really quickly, but because it, it seems like in this industry and I've, and I've worked mostly with my, my work in the entertainment industry, for example, is mostly with, uh, directly with other creatives. So like the projects that we had where we worked directly with like a production studio or a recording studio, that sort of thing, like there was no agent somewhere else that was like, you need to have this done like right this second. Mm -hmm. Like we, we typically had a little bit of freedom to kind of where the deadline was a little flexible. Sure. Um, or working with YouTubers who are just, they have their own video schedule in their heads, but they've, they, they're YouTubers. They can kind of post whenever they want, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and I've seen, or my experience lately with, some projects now is a lot more structured than it has been in the past. So, right. so like you have somebody who comes and says, okay, I want this many pieces of content by this day. And we haven't even begun the, the whole process of it yet. So there's a tension there, right? Of you have out of the box people trying to do very in the box things. Right. So you can kind of touch on that a little bit. Yeah. I think, uh, we, in this digital age, um, there's this expectation that things are, are as quick as we consume them. Uh, that process can be as fast as we flip through Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And creatives aren't light switches, in my opinion. You can't just flick them on when you need them and flick them off when they're when you don't, right? Yeah. It's just um, it's not healthy as a creative to just constantly be on like that either. So yeah, it's really it is. It's difficult to, like you said, um, expect creatives to think outside of a box, but then put them in one, whether that's a physical, you know, cubicle or a nine to five box. But 
um, the reality is that's kind of just the way our culture is structured. So yeah, that's a challenge that I find myself as well. Like I have to be in the office at nine and I have to kind of get stuff done, right? Mm -hmm. I'm on the clock, so I got to get going. Um, So that time constraint, honestly, is probably one of the biggest motivators for for me sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm given too much time, I'm just going to stay in that discovery phase where I'm just like enjoying consuming, right? Yeah, And I always remind myself, create more than I consume because otherwise you're just kind of, you're just eating. And then, you know, like anything, if you eat too much, it's not good for you. Yeah. So, um, you got to get something out, right? <laughs> so I think, uh, when it comes to time and, and client expectations or even agency expectations, it's, it's a, it's a balance of, of putting the right amount of pressure to get things done and get them done right. Mm-hmm. But too much pressure can burn creatives out or, or just, really really impact the well-being of people and uh yeah i've definitely encountered that in my career and i will continue to i think that's just the nature of my industry Mm -hmm. and and constantly looking for um ways to improve that personally and i'm i'm technically a contract uh creative i i or freelancer if you will Mm -hmm. and so i work kind of in my own time constraint times for the most part. I'm currently in a contract or at the tail end of one where I do office hours. But outside of that, when I'm on other clients or other brands, I, my day is structured differently. Like I think it's really important that creatives aren't in this confine where they are pressured not only by time, but other things that they need to do in their lives, whether it's grocery shop and clean the house and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, take the dog for a walk. Those are all pressures that when you're, when you're expected to sit down and express yourself are in the back of your mind. And it's so difficult to do. Yeah. Um, so as a freelancer, I, I've found that I'm the most productive, the most creative and just really feel, um, ready to explore and push boundaries when all that stuff's off my, off my plate and I have just my computer and my tablet and my sketchbook and, and mm. notes and I'm ready to go, right? Yeah. And uh, that freelance life has kind of allowed me to do that. And yeah, sometimes I'm working into the wee hours of the night because that's personally, that's when I feel the most creative. Yeah. Not at 7 a.m. when or 8 a.m. when office doors open, right? Right. <laughs> And you got, was it fluorescent lights beating oh, yeah, down on your head? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meetings and people popping in and asking, hey, yeah. do you have this font? And it's like, oh, man, I do. I do. I have all, I have all the fonts. <laughs> I have all the fonts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, but there's something you said that I really want to kind of dive into a little bit, which is like we can get kind of over with this can can get to be too much like it would mm. kind of get burned out a little bit right. on it or a lot of it actually because oh sure this is the thing that we're passionate about we love creating we love storytelling and then we find uh, a work environment where we can do all of those things and then we get home and we're totally zapped mm-hmm. so i mean i'm sure you like uh, most of us whenever whenever we had free time growing up that was what we did was we like yeah found ways to be creative so what are you doing now as a way of like self-care sure or to kind of recharge your batteries yeah well even before i jump into that you reminded me uh my dad's a home brewer and it's um it's his passion he loves doing you know this craft beer stuff that's awesome and i remember asking him one day like dad like do you think you open your own brewery 
and his he had the simplest response and it was pretty um i don't know poignant to me that he he said why would i turn a passion of mine into a career that i might end up hating mm. and it made me realize like yeah that's so important to have these little passion projects that, mm-hmm. that keep you interested and engaged and constantly learning and so yeah i i mean one of the biggest things on my plate these days that's keeping me busy, keeping me engaged. I, my wife and I bought a house. So it's just, uh, this last year has been learning all kinds of stuff. And, yeah. Um, I like this whole last week is we're I was watching YouTube videos on, uh, how to rewire and, you know, learning the electrical box and, mm-hmm. um, or breaker box rather, cause I want to do electrical work on the house. And that's something I've never really encountered before and never worked with. So I'm yeah. trying to learn it. And I think good good creatives and good leaders are learners, and um, they're also collectors. Creatives need to collect information uh, mm. and and keep those little tidbits of information or, or um, artifacts that they are, are learning in their pocket for whatever they approach next, right? Because mm. your creativity is based off your experiences and the things that you do and see and and um, and live, and so those passions, those side projects, those interests, uh, just fuel those collections. And for me personally, I mean, I'm, I'm an outdoors guy. I love hiking and, and climbing mm-hmm. and riding my bike. Really. I love road bikes and mountain bikes and been collecting bikes since college. So, um, love craft beer, love craft coffee, you know, I'm just spelling out hipster here, but all the crafts, yeah, all the crafts. <laughs> um, but gosh, uh, <laughs> I, I do this spot i'm a youtube spiraler i'm a uh, uh wikipedia spiraler spiraler yeah. i one night watched probably two hours of like a youtube channel where these guys make model airplanes oh i could totally spiral on that like useless information i have no plans of making a model airplane right. or, or like a remote control airplane yeah but it was so like interesting to me. Yeah. And I thought to myself, that'd be really fun one day to do that. Yeah. And, and who knows? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But I, I do that often. I, you know, yeah. The the Wikipedia spiral is so dangerous, but <laughs> dude, it's great for trivia nights at the bar. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's always a good time. I I, th- I mean I I do this I do a similar thing where, um, I'll be obsessed with something for about two weeks. Yeah. And then that something leads into something else. And then I'm obsessed with that for two weeks. <laughs> so like a uh, perfect example was um, whenever Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out, right. the, the pirate one, I was so excited about it just because it was pirates. And so for like two weeks straight, I learned everything I could about pirates. And then I taught, <laughs> and then I was like telling my wife about like, Oh, we could go here or we could go on vacations here, here and here. And these would be great places to visit. Also, pirates You're right <laughs> <laughs> and then like two weeks later i was on to something else and right. that's all i can talk about yeah but. one day you walked out with like the black and white striped pants and an eye patch and your yeah it's like yeah new hobby please yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> next subject move on yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so, uh yeah so um there's something that you and i both both agree on um which is that this this creativity is is inherent right like like we we have been made or built that way right um and i think that's something that's really close to you and his heart so uh can i go into that a little bit 
Yeah, I think uh, we just spoke about process, and yeah. you know, I think top level even before we approach process or like a, any new creative approaches, um, process is approach. Like, mm-hmm. what is your overall uh, philosophy of creativity? And my approach to creativity or making is, uh, yeah, like you said that. I, I'm a, a Christian and I, I believe like our God created us to uh, be creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God created the heavens and the earth and man in his likeness. And if we are a true mirror of God, uh, then we are inherently creative. Mm-hmm. And so that, that sticks with me that like that empowers that empower or that uh, creative juice in me to, uh, to keep going. And it also humbles me to know that that's just, that's not me. That's, yeah, that's something that I was designed with. Yeah. Uh, everyone's designed within all facets of life and industry and, and walk. And I think um, my wife is a nurse and I think she's a problem solver. Like there's different ways that you can be creative in um, whatever line of work you're in. Yeah. But it's that understanding from the top level that um, creativity is much bigger than just this internal little feeling or idea than your head. Like mm-hmm. you uh, as a, as a solver, manufactured and and created that way so yeah i think that's really huge yeah absolutely and and i and i think a an important thing to kind of touch on is is this is this this stuff comes to you honestly right like you come like a, that, that was my favorite thing that any parent or friend would used to say like if they saw something in me about like that was ah yeah you're you know, so-and-so used to do the exact same thing. You come by it honestly, you know, it's like, it's almost like, Oh, cool. So it's not all me, right? Like there's, there's a little bit of me in something. So I I think whether you're a person of faith or not, like you, you've, you've obviously seen this within yourself that you have some creative juice there. I mean, I, we all, we all start going to school. uh, And the first thing that we have to learn how to do is, is color, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's like, school supplies number one a box of colors which i think is awesome um but whether whether you're a person of faith or not i I think it's important to remember like just what we said earlier like you're you're capable of all of these things you you're you're uh radically capable of all these things and obviously we you and i have that faith to back it up that yes because we've been hand built that way right um which is which is a something that we could get into and make a whole other episode about definitely yeah but Go ahead. No, I, I it doesn't just label um, or help me identify with the creativity. It also gives me uh, understanding of what I want to do and what mm-hmm. I want to work on. Like it yeah. gives, um, like I, I am constantly trying to find work that has purpose and that I can be proud of. Um, and uh, like one of my mottos is, you know, make things that matter. Um, mm. And yeah, you might look at my portfolio and say, really, does a Star Wars logo matter? <laughs> and like, no, in the long run, no. But um, the process of getting there and the relationships and client relationships that I've made, Absolutely. that's creating something. Yeah. That's creating something that's much bigger than, yeah, a Star Wars logo. Yeah. And, um, and that matters to me. Yeah. Um, you'd be a collector. You'd yeah, be a collector yeah, of experiences. Absolutely. In that way. Yeah. yeah. And um, physical and, you know, sorry, I don't know where I was going with that. So let's scratch no. that last part. Um, yeah, a collector is a really essential part for any creative, I think, Mm -hmm. um, because then you're kind of, um, you collect this information, you use your personality, your character to kind of create it and shape it in your own head with your, and then, you know, create it with your hands. Um, Right. That's 
you're a blender, right? You put all these things in, you blend it up, and you yeah. kind of pour it out. And yeah. I think that's kind of a cool aspect of a, of a creative. Um, yeah, love that. Yeah, love man. that example. That's awesome. Well, uh, Drew, where can where can we find you? Like where where like people part of the creative therapy family? Where where can they uh, where can they get more of you on the interwebs? On the interwebs, yeah. As my friends say, Drew Schaefer worldwide. Wide. <laughs> um, I have a, a a nifty website and a social media Instagram handle. Okay. Uh, my website's just drew-shafer.com. It's S-H-A-F-E-R, simplest spelling possible. There you go. And same with my Insta. It's just drew.shafer. Drew.shafer. Yeah. All right. And you do take some incredible photos. That's Thanks, man. That's, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I have fun with it. Yeah. No, that is fun. Like, uh, no matter what you're doing, whether it's motion design, video, or you know, singing, have fun. Like Life's Absolutely. too serious. Like There's a lot of dark stuff in this world. <laughs> Be the bright light. Have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Drew, thanks so much for, yeah, for being on with us, man. Um, we are definitely uh, going to try to get Drew on again because uh, he's got some incredible insight into all sorts of things and has so many experiences and stories that we didn't even get to touch on. So I'm excited to have you back on in the future for sure. Thanks, man. I uh, love it. Thanks so much. You can find everything. Uh, you can find past episodes of creators therapy on the creators therapy.com you can also find us on itunes and uh we're getting we're getting on to other platforms as well but uh if you're catching this episode new then you know you'll find us on itunes as well um you know where to find me all of my social media links are in the show notes and uh you can also follow along on creators therapies uh instagram as well uh and that those links will be in the show notes as well so anyway thank y'all so much for tuning in we will see you next time take care everybody.